Пикачу? Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of Goombastomp.com. I'm your host, Cameron Daxon. Joining us, we have Mark Kalaroff, Games Editor. Cameron, where were you when Tomo dropped? Uh, I, I couldn't tell you. I thought you were about to ask me something very different. Um, <laughs> also with us, we have Indie Games Editor, Campbell Gill. I actually know exactly where I was when Mitomo dropped. I was hold- looking at my phone, going into the closet, like change my shirt. I saw the announcement pop up, and I just said audibly, "Why?" <laughs> uh, Campbell, your your sentiments echo mine, except instead of "why," I'm asking "what," because Mark, I hate to say it, I don't know what Mitomo is. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, that no, was Nintendo's no first mobile game, and it shut okay. down two years later. Was it really well, a game, go. though? Like, it was a weird social network hybrid yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell to call it. But it was a thing, and it well, was based I, I think, on a Tomodachi life. A failed I one. The, I was going to say, I, I think the fact that I, I have no, I have zero frame of reference for this, and I'm a, I'm a Nintendo guy just goes to show the the effort that Nintendo has been putting into their mobile division, despite their statements to the contrary. This, of course, is on everybody's radar because Nintendo just recently announced that they will be shutting down Dr. Mario World, the mobile version of Dr. Mario, will be shutting down, presumably forever, I think at the end of this year, is that right? Um, yes, I believe in three months. A mere three months, so not even they're not even giving it at the end of the they're not even giving it at the end of the year, just a, a couple of months, and then they will be shutting it down. Have any of you guys even played this game? Yes, I played it when it launched. Nice, nice. You played it when it launched. What Campbell? What about you? I saw the announcement. I said, "Wow, that sounds like a great fit for a mobile game," and then never played it. <laughs> it's there. Yeah, that sounds. That's about my experience with that. What about the other? What about the other mobile Nintendo games? We had Mario Kart. We had Mario Run. There was some talk of a Zelda game at one point, but I think that fell through. Like, what Have you guys played any of these games? Yeah, um, I've played all of them except for, I think it's called Dragalia Lost. I think that's the full title. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's the only one I haven't played. Yeah, I played a fair amount of Mario Run until I got to the the paywall, and I was like, I'm not paying $10 for a mobile Mario game. (laughs) So, And that was the most I ever played of any of these mobile Nintendo games. I've got Hyrule, not Hyrule? Fire Emblem (laughs) Heroes downloaded, (laughs) which shows how much I care about that game. Um, I've got all the other ones downloaded, but never really put any much time into them. Right, I guess that is the biggest sticking point with these kinds of games. Because mobile games have a stigma as being lesser than anybody saying, "Oh, $10 for a mobile game. I'm I'm not paying that." When it's like, "Well, it's it's a it's a Mario game." But I mean, technically, it's a first-person Mario game. Am I am I incorrect in saying that? A first first-person first party. 
Okay, but a first-person Mario game would be truly incredible, especially on mobile yeah. as well. Like, imagine if it was, like, Pokemon Go, and you had, like, AR, and you were in first-person turning, jump over, yeah, yeah, turning your surroundings into these Mario levels. That would be crazy. Campbell, we know that you're. We know you're at Nintendo developing these ideas. We already know. You don't have to remind us over and over again. Well, you know, there's just a developer sitting nearby. I'm just look, peeking over at their design docs while while we're talking right now. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So the point is, apparently, these games have not done as well as Nintendo had hoped. I think it's safe to say that they're I, I, were they, they were all free to play with a, with paywall elements or something right um all of them are free to play except for mario run mario runs the mario only run one with a paywall that's right you could you could play the first level of mario run and then any, anything beyond that you had to you had to pay the full price for the rest of the game but everything mm -hmm. else was was free to play so i guess that monetization method just uh the nintendo games couldn't quite cut it which is which is interesting you, know, you, you would think that they would be uniquely suited to break into the space and just for some reason or other they never never quite did well, it seems like their bigger titles are the ones that are, aren't doing well, like Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem, which I expected to be the ones that wouldn't do too great, are the most successful ones. That's true. Fire Emblem Heroes is apparently apparently a big, kind of a big deal. Like, people love those that, that gotcha style, you know, getting your different heroes and all that kind of stuff. People seem to like that a lot. Uh, again, I haven't touched it at all because I haven't played any Fire Emblem games, so it, you know, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> Well, but, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, we also I have guess Pikmin I... coming. So they're still going forward with that Pikmin game. That is interesting. But the one thing that should be noted about the Pikmin thing that they're producing is that they're referring to it more as an app and as an AR experience in a way, rather than as a conventional game, perhaps. So it does represent, mm. even if it does, even if it is a mobile app produced by Nintendo, it seems to represent a new direction for them, pivoting away from these traditional free-to-play kind of games and mo more towards Pokemon Go-style AR experimentation social-oriented titles. Right, which I mean, that's probably the way to go. I mean, just just based on, based on how well the social stuff in Nintendo seems to do, you know, with with the success of Animal Crossing and and those types of games, it feels like the pivot to to that style might do well for them. This is all speculation, of course. Like I have I have no earthly idea. Yeah, it's. I wonder. I guess it all comes down at the end of the day to to what's the price, you know, and and whether or not there's longevity there. Because Nintendo, ever since they started doing mobile games, has really experimented with how they, they handle it, starting with, there was Mario Run charging $10 for a mobile game, which is, if this were on Switch, that would be a really low price, but for a mobile game, that's really expensive. There was Mitomo, right. which was a social experiment style game. Then you have your Mario Karts and your Animal Crossings that are more conventionally designed, free-to-play mobile experiences. So they've really dipped their hands into a, di a bunch of different styles of games. And it's interesting to see that in comparison to how I was reading earlier today, just as I was thinking about Nintendo's history uh, with mobile games, their new president, when he first took the position, he was talking about how he wanted to make Nintendo's mobile segment a billion-dollar part of the business. So they've yeah. really been trying to expand this a lot, try different approaches, and it's kind of sad at this point to see them just shutting down so much of it and just re-pivoting re themselves to to these different approaches with it. So fingers crossed for Pikmin, I suppose. 
I wouldn't say it's a complete failure, but it definitely is on the disappointing end of the spectrum. Because, I mean, Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing are still pulling in tons of money, especially, you know, Fire Emblem is always on the top of the App Store. But um, the rest of them are just... You think the ones that would be successful weren't successful, which is odd, especially when, you know, like Mario Run... When was the last time you heard about Mario Run? <laughs> it's true, yeah. Right, especially with Dr. Mario World. Like, that genre is perfect for mobile. How many times have you played, you know, Candy Crush or any of these other stupid puzzle games on mobile? So, in theory, it should have been a huge hit, but clearly with the recent news, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So, I I've, I've, I have nothing against playing games on my phone. I just, I personally don't enjoy it. Like, also, maybe it's just my battery yeah, always runs too. out. I have... Right, I've, I have nothing against it. I just it doesn't personally. It's just not my preferred way to play games. The only mobile games I've played around with were Rain, which was kind of that. Uh, did you guys play Rain? It's on Switch as well. It's not uh, exclusive. No to No idea mobile. what it is. Nope. Oh, got it. Uh, Rain, like uh, like <laughs> the Reign of a King or Queen. R e r e i g n. Oh wait, I know the game you're talking about now. <laughs> I thought you were saying Rain is in like Rain in the weather. Oh uh, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, kind of the thing about it is you're you're swiping left and right to to make decisions. Where it's like, oh, do you want to do this or that? And you swipe the direction of those decisions. A, a pretty basic game. And then the only other mobile game I've played was, uh, Campbell, we've talked about this a little bit, Florence, which, again, mm. is, is not exclusive to mobile. That is also on Switch and many other platforms. I have it on so, Switch now, yeah. There you go. Uh, with your with your winnings from our predictions cast, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so, exactly the case. A, a proud reward. Yeah, a proud reward, exactly. <laughs> so the, the, the point being, I, I played the demo of Mario Run. I enjoyed the demo. I was like, wow, this is really fun. And I, again, I don't know if it was the price or just the the idea of playing a Mario game, you know, with just my thumb that didn't it did it didn't do it for me. So I I played the demo, gave it a, gave it a fair shake, and I was like, ah, I, I think I'm good. Do you think there is going to be any kind of a market for porting these mobile games? Morble, I don't know what Morble is. Porting these mobile games to the Switch? No. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's fair. The only one the only one I think will have an impact on anything is Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. And I think they'll take some of those elements from the game and put them on Animal Crossing New Horizons. Because they've already done that where if you play the mobile game, you can get some free items in New Horizons. But outside of that, all these games that Nintendo are making, either they're sticking totally to mobile or they're never going to have a future. I mean, on the other hand, though, it would be perfectly Nintendo for them to port Mario Run to the Switch and charge like $15 for it. You know, even mm. more expensive than the original version. Take this random mobile game from a few <laughs> years ago a few years ago, and position it as a big Mario release for Switch. That would just be perfect. That would be a very Nintendo thing to do. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't it just be the most Nintendo thing ever to be like, oh, okay, well, we'll shutter it on this platform, but then we'll bring it to Switch and charge double the price. Like, yeah, I could... I could absolutely see that happening yeah i mean uh we do have super mario new super mario brothers wii u deluxe on the switch that's so, what i'm saying exactly exactly it would be the perfect continuation of the tradition of boring mario games being brought to switch yeah wow <laughs> wow yeah that's a that's a that, see we, we talked about before we start recording having spicy takes and clearly campbell's been He's been raiding the spice the spice rack because that is a very spicy take. That's very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're fine games, but there's nothing exciting about them. There's nothing 
spicy to them they're just so mm. vanilla so bland really when you it was fun on the wii it was fun on the ds but then when it came to the wii u then they had the second one on the 3ds it just got old real quick and there's not enough aesthetic variations or new ideas or anything of that sort to really make it feel special on the same level as other mario games so that's where the boring take comes from on that i want to know something interesting about dr mario's shutdown this game is going to be gone forever, like with yeah. no preservation. Well, that, that's I guess that's what I'm trying to get at here is like, do you think Nintendo in some capacity? Well, I guess I don't know, man. Nintendo doesn't particularly care about about. Well, no, no, no. Uh, the whole game like relies on an online server. So like right. the day it shuts down, it's not playable anymore. So for people who have actually put money into this game, I guess this brings up a bigger topic. But your money is now non-existent. Well, the money was already non-existent. Like they already spent the money. It's <laughs> like, I mean, it's like yeah. you know what I mean. It's like it's like they get the money but, back. Like yeah, but like you know what I mean. There's like nothing to show that you ever bought this thing. Like you can't sure. go into the app and be like, I'm gonna replay some Dr. Mario levels. Like I don't think right. that's gonna be the case anymore. I mean, right, it's just an unfortunate saying. reality that comes with these kinds of games, though. This was inevitable from the moment that you had mobile games starting to come onto the market, mobile games that are specifically tied to online mm-hmm. activity without offline single-player content or anything of that sort. So it's unfortunate, but without Nintendo specifically developing some sort of single-player alternative or natively downloaded hosted version, there's really no way out of this, as far as I could tell. It's just inherent to the medium. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a sad reality. Again, it doesn't bother me. I don't know. The idea of losing any type of Nintendo game is hard to swallow. Like, obviously, just for, like, history purposes, for preservation purposes, that does that sucks. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, well, that's that's life, as things, things disappear. I, I guess I am on the side of I, I wish it were still playable. Even if the servers were down, there was, like, some way to play it offline i mean i I don't know what they would have to do to make that happen Mm -hmm. um maybe it is maybe the answer is you you port to switch and you and you keep the servers up like i have no idea but like yeah it's like that's that's unfortunately the the reality that we live in is that they they decided to take that server down and and that's it at least unless something else happens based off the reactions of like just people not caring about this announcement i guess no one's gonna you know shoot themselves over dr mario world disappearing from the face of the earth yeah, that is. I, I wonder if the, a similar thing will happen to uh, Mario Kart World Tour. I mean, I imagine it will, but who knows when, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess an, an interesting choice. I mean, similar to the way that they shut down Super Mario 35, they decided to, to pull the plug on this game. I imagine that doesn't, you know, that doesn't uh, help with their the future of their mobile division minus a couple of exceptions. I hope they continue to to experiment in this space because I think more Nintendo experimentation is always a good thing. But I don't know. It, it feels like with mobile, they've kind of been like, yeah, like we don't we don't need to compete in this space. I don't know. Uh, yeah, do I mean, it's not that yeah. big of a deal, you know? Like their the home console handheld market has always been their big deal. And this is just, you know, it was another pillar. It's an attempt. They could do it every now and then. It's not like it's a market that's like disappearing overnight. So they can go back to it at any time. It's just that the ideas they were doing just weren't that great. And that's not to mention that Nintendo has already made traditionally mobile-oriented titles and genres succeed 
on Switch, on their consoles. Animal Crossing New Horizons is a perfect mobile game when you think about the daily routine of playing it, but it's on Switch, and it's been a huge success there, and they've probably made a lot more money off of it on Switch with the huge amounts of units that they've sold of it than they would yeah. if it were on mobile. So really, I think this just represents Nintendo doubling down more on what's worked for them, because they don't really need to rely on the mobile development the same way that other companies do. I yeah, also I think, think it's just a, you know, it's just a market they were going into because the Wii U and 3DS were, well, the 3DS was always heading up, but the Wii U just continually was doing bad and it was, you know, investors were pressuring them. Why isn't Mario and Pokemon on mobile? Well, I guess Pokemon's different, but we'll get into that next. Mm -hmm. I think that's as, as good a place to, to transition as any because we want to take a little break and then talk about a game, again, a mobile game that is not exclusive to mobile because it's also blowing up on Switch, Pokemon Unite, which Mark has written a lot about for the website. So we'll take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about that. has written at least 1600 words about Pokemon Unite for Goomba Stomp. So Pokemon <laughs> Unite is the latest MOBA type game that just came out on Switch just a week ago. So it's a very fresh game still, free to play, but with some monetization elements. Mark, why don't you give us the rundown about what this game is all about? Yes, so Pokemon Unite is a MOBA. And if you know what a MOBA is, you kind of know what this game is. It's a multiplayer online battle arena game. And Pokemon Unite kind of has like a basketball soccer-ish uh, feel to it where the objective is to score goals, except you're playing as Pokemon and you have to evolve during the match by fighting other Pokemon and making sure, you know, that you have to fight your team and scoring the most points and yada, yada, yada. It's literally a MOBA game, except made for mobile and it's on the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. Except this one is good. And if you're not Whoa. into MOBA, <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's the big takeaway. It's right. good. That's the first good part. And if you're not into MOBAs and you've always wanted to get into them, because they're pretty overwhelming to get into, this is a really great starting point. I'm just imagining the marketing materials for this. Just like a MOBA, but good. <laughs> what a value proposition right there. Yeah, and apparently, I mean, it, it seems to be it seems to be working. I know Nintendo didn't come up with that, but that seems to be the general consensus. Is what if this was an easier to get into MOBA that is also still really engaging? And uh, so far, it seems to be the case. I I've the only MOBAs I played. Okay, this is going back a long time ago. Um, I played like the I, I played Defense of the Ancients. I played Dota. Um, before like before it was dota mm -hmm. you know like like back on 
back on Battle.net, back on a Warcraft 3 multiplayer server back in the day. Like before it was a spin-off game that made a, it made its own thing. So I played like a version of that forever ago. And then that, that's 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 it. I haven't touched League of Legends. I haven't touched any of those other ones. Here's the Storm, like any of those guys. I know they've kind of... I feel like a lot of them lately have kind of sprung up and then died out very quickly. I feel like I keep hearing about, it's the latest MOBA game from XYZ Studio. And then six months later, I hear like, this game's been canceled. Like, <laughs> it, it seems to be the fate for a lot of these kinds of games. But I have, I have no doubt that this game is is doing gangbusters like already. Like it's it's a new Pokemon game. It's on Switch. It's free. That's like a triple threat right there. So I feel like, if anything, initial engagement is going to be tremendous with Pokemon Unite. Obviously, reigns to be seen what's going to look like in six months or a year. But I, I have no doubt that it's going to stick around for a while. What do you guys think about that? I hope it sticks around for a while, because right now yeah. everyone seems to love the gameplay, which I do too in my review. That's all I talk about, how great the gameplay is. But the yeah. problem with the game is the monetization, which is basically borderline predatory. It's yeah. What Tencent has done with this game is confusing. Uh, that's basically the best way to describe it. There are three currencies in the game, and I'm going to be honest, after sitting here writing about it, I still honestly cannot really explain it because you have cosmetics you have characters and then you have held items that can be upgraded and i guess each rely on a different currency and that's basically the best way to explain it except two of the currencies are free-ish by just playing the game and simple to unlock like getting cosmetics and characters are easy if you just play the game you'll probably unlock everything but upgrading your held items which can literally break the game like if you encounter a player who has the best held items you're screwed like they will take you down Right. So I guess in, in that regard it does have kind of that pay to win aspect. Yeah. That's really only the pay to the only pay to win aspect about this entire release. There is literally if they fix that in a future patch, I would literally not have any problems with this game being free to play. Yeah. So that well, sounds I, like that's really affecting the balance of it though. As of now, do you feel like it's balanced fairly or are you really at a disadvantage if you just try to play for free? Honestly, at the beginning, when I was playing with a lot of beginners and just people trying out for the first time, it felt really balanced. Besides, um, there's some boss battles in it, which is really Zapdos. You can find Zapdos in the middle of the arena. And if you're literally like losing and have no chance of recovery and you manage to kill Zapdos, it's almost like a guarantee win at that point. That part of the game is broken, except it kind of rarely happens. It's, I, I don't want to say it's uncommon, but definitely the majority of the matches I've played, Zapdos hasn't really appeared in them. So that's good. But the held items definitely can break the game. And I mean, like, it, it's the usual Pokemon uh, held items, except, you know, reimagined for this game. And it's, um, I believe it's called the Macho Brace and then the Leftovers item. And they can literally just break this entire game because of their healing oh, yeah. and attack capabilities. It wasn't, uh, I forget, wasn't Leftovers, like, banned or severely limited in competitive Pokemon games? At one point, it definitely was. Yeah, I feel like I remember hearing about that. Um, So we should back up a little bit and talk about what makes this game so fun to play. Uh, We can can circle back around to some of the... Some of the held item controversy, some of the the pay-to-win controversy. But I think we should talk a little bit about 
what exactly the good? <laughs> the good. Let's talk about the good because I've only played one match, not even a real match. I played the tutorial level of this game right before we start recording. So I'm I'm still I'm still riding that high of evolving my Charmander to a Charizard and having a great old time, but I, I've yet to actually play a real match against other human beings. So Mark, I imagine you've been doing a lot of that over the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's a it's a MOBA, so it's strategic. Except it's not right. as overly complicated as other MOBAs. That and it has you know the uniqueness of Pokemon to it, where it's about evolving your creatures, battling Pokemon, battling friends. It takes all that and puts it into one atmosphere, which is really mm-hmm. good because it all definitely works in the end. And in the end, it's addictive in a sense. Yeah, I can I can see how it would have that have that quality. So we should talk a little bit about the kind of the kind of the the Pokemon theming around it because other other MOBA games the reason people like them so much is they get all these different all these different heroes all these different characters from other franchises that they like and they get to see them all in one game and it's like oh wow it's kind of like a fun crossover and you know you get to see those characters use their skills and that kind of stuff whereas this one everything has got that Pokemon skin on it so you're getting to see your Charizard use Fire Spin. You're getting to see your Snorlax yeah. use Rest or whatever. Like Bulbasaur it, use Vine Whip. Gengar use exactly, Shadow exactly. Ball. Yeah. So, I mean, does that is that like that seems to be working for you? Like, <laughs> I oh think yeah, we all... yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it's not just like a lackluster paint over. Like this is a full like polished coat. Mm-hmm. So how how deep does the pokemon theming go are there do i have to worry about type matchups do i have to worry about any of that kind of stuff no no nothing like that as far as i know maybe there's like a small um you know winning advantage to using like a blastoise over a charizard but as far as i'm aware i don't believe so interesting yeah i was uh when i was playing that tutorial level i was running around with my charizard and um some some water type ran up and i was like oh I got to get the heck out. Like I, I, I started running away and then I was like, wait, I actually don't think I'm taking extra damage here. Like I might be misinterpreting what, what this game is trying to tell me, but um, yeah, that'd be awesome kind of... if they had a mode like that, except I think because yeah. of balancing with the teams and choosing who you're going to play as, because let's just say if there's more fire types on one team versus water types, then obviously it's a huge disadvantage. So I think that's the reason that's not in here, but you know, the other Pokemon, elements are here with you know held items and looking after hp and making sure you don't faint and stuff like that yeah i i I could see how it would easily become um broken if they tried to make you know specific type matching and weaknesses into into more of a thing and also it's like inevitably there would be pokemon that are that are just like you have to choose them every time you know like it'd be like a tier a tier list thing which I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there. Which already is sort is. of already, yeah. It's I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only it's only been a week, and I'm sure there's already shades of that starting to creep in. Uh, do, do do you know off the top of your head, Mark? Like what's what's going on with that? From what I've played, I'm going to take a hunch and say that Lucario seems a little overpowered, and mm. Bulbasaur. I really love Bulbasaur, and I'm glad he's one of the best here because <laughs> oh, I really awesome. like him. I think. Um, Oh my god. I think this Pokemon's from Generation 5, Eldegoss. Eldegoss oh, I, I is really good. I, I have no idea. What what uh I don't even know what an Eldegoss is. I um, can't even describe what an Eldegoss is to you <laughs> and I've been using it. <laughs> Eldegoss that is like is God amazing. himself. It just cannot be described in human terms. Yeah, yeah it's literally indescribable. So yeah, I, I uh, I'm looking forward to kind of experimenting with different Pokemon because I don't think we've said it yet. E- each Pokemon does have 
different moves and different skills, mm-hmm. whether or not the type matchups matter, uh, they actually have different moves that make them more or less useful in, in depending on certain situations. Um, so I think that's yeah. Worth, I mean, it's a you mentioning. know it's a team based game. You want to exactly. make sure that your team has the defenders, the offenders, the you know you want to go through everything that you would expect in a MOBA and just all team up and get your goal done. Right, and I think okay, that actually leads to a great point, Mark. So, I, I think, I think it's worth talking about what makes this game a great first MOBA, because it's not as complex. It's not that's, as complex. Exactly. That's honestly my the, big thing about it. It's not yeah. overwhelming because if you're familiar with Pokemon, it's easy to sort of digest into this game in a sense. Yeah. So, because we keep using this language of oh, it does everything you would expect from a good MOBA. And it's like, well, a lot of people don't know what that is. You know, so it's it's worth talking about, like, well, here here's here's what you can expect from a different type of this game, and here's what this one does differently and better or easier or less complicatedly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know I'm sure I mean? in a more complex MOBA, like what we said before with type matches, like, I'm pretty sure in a more complex MOBA, that would be in mm-hmm. here. But mm-hmm. in this case, it's not here. This is a very introductory mobile game. You know, or mobile, MOBA. You know? <laughs> it MOBA is a mobile. mobile. It game. is. It is on mobile. Yeah, it's on iOS, Android, and Switch. And the but... Switch is mobile as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, it covers all the bases. But yeah, I've actually never played any other MOBA games before. So this is my first introduction to the genre, and I can absolutely confirm that it's a very seamless, easy to understand transition into it. It's not difficult to understand. It's not you know throwing a ton of terminology at you or anything it's just very easy to grasp and get into and very satisfying once you do start getting into into combat into racking up uh scores and everything it is a very satisfying and easy to grasp way to to get into this style of game i love it yeah i'm uh i'm excited to play more of it again i've only played a tiny tiny bit but Mm -hmm. i'm hoping to i'm hoping to get deeper and deeper involved because campbell much like you i'm not I'm no great shakes of these kinds of games. I haven't haven't had the interest. I, I had a buddy who was like, "Oh, you got to play League with me. Like, let me teach you League." And I was like, "I don't have the time to to get Learn. into that." Yeah. <laughs> right, you know? learning a game. Yeah, it's supposed to be fun. To, like, I don't want to go back to school just to learn how to play a game. So yeah, right. Yeah, I do like the instant gratification and easy to grasp nature of playing playing something that's Pokemon, you know, you already understand exactly. how these characters work, how they attack. Um, and I've played even less of the game than you, Cameron. So really, I don't I, I don't really have a ton to say about it at this point, but the first impressions are are very smooth and they address any worries that you might have if you're not familiar with this kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, well, it, it does the great thing of, of what you just said, of like, okay, if you, if you kind of know what Pokemon's all about, like you're you're attacking other Pokemon, you're evolving you're 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 battling other other creatures it's like yeah that's in, that's in this game and then the added aspect of basketball you gotta dunk you gotta dunk <laughs> that ball you know pikachu yeah. does a dunk like within five minutes of playing the first match it's pretty great so yeah. so yeah we gotta keep that going um the scoring seems kind of fun i heard somebody else mention in a in a different podcast or review or something that uh Part of the appeal of this game is that you don't know the score as you're playing a match until the very, very end. Um, Yeah, you don't, because it's honestly very hard to keep track of everything, because if you want to tackle one side of the field, because the field splits off into, like, three separate routes, you have your middle, top, and bottom, but, um, yeah, it's, it's difficult to keep track of it all. 
because yeah, yeah. you have six different goalposts to target, I believe. Yeah, exactly. And you can kind of get a sense of how your team is doing, but it's difficult to it's difficult to know like you know whether or not you're you're extremely getting destroyed or, or what. It's like you just have to kind of you just have to kind of keep Guess track it. of what you're yeah. doing. Kind of, yeah, you have to kind of keep track of what your teammates are doing and, and like until the game tells you. Like it'll Exactly. You know. It'll be like you're at a huge disadvantage and it'll use the word huge in capital letters just to right. really shove it in your face. <laughs> Which uh well, then that's when you know it's time to step it up. Um so yeah, I don't know. Pokemon Unite, it's uh it's fun. It's fun and hopefully it will lead to more things. We talked about Nintendo kind of being wishy-washy with the mobile space. Have you played this game on mobile at all, Mark, or only on Switch? No, only on Switch. I only haven't touched Switch, the mobile yeah. version, and I'm sure it's the same exact thing. You know? Yeah, I is wonder the, if they're... Is the mobile version cross... even out now? No, no, it's out. Oh, it is? I thought they were yeah. playing out the Switch version first for some reason. I believe... You know, maybe it's not out on mobile as we're recording this, but it should be out by the time this is uploaded. I think there might have been like a like a, a test phase for it on mobile. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, it says it's on Android and iOS, but I don't know how true that is. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, I'm on their I'm on their official website right now. I'm doing it right now. We're um, all doing it. It's not on iOS yet. Oh, well, there you go. Interesting. I'm right. Heck yeah. <laughs> I, I, can, I can totally, I can totally see this game working on mobile. But that said, I, I'm enjoying it, enjoying it on the Switch. You know, I, I always love to play stuff. Uh, always more fun to play it on the Switch. Um, mm -hmm. This is definitely, I will say, um, besides Pokemon Go, which is a different type of experience, I think this might be the best mobile Pokemon game because we've had Magikarp Splash, uh, Pokemon Cafe, which I reviewed for the site. Mm -hmm. uh, what else was there? Pokemon Quest. I think there was a Pokemon Rumble version somewhere out there. I don't even know if it's alive. Anymore. Are, are you are you not including Pokemon Go in this? No, like that's what I'm saying. I'm not including Pokemon Go only because I wouldn't really call Pokemon Go. I don't know if I'd call it like a straight up game, but yeah, it's. Kind I wouldn't. Of like what I wouldn't categorize. Yeah, I wouldn't categorize it with like puzzles and mm -hmm. MOBA and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, that's. I guess that's fair. Fair enough. Yeah. So the point being. This this is a game that's like gonna do big numbers. There's just there's and just it's worth the no time. Then it's worth the time. There's, there's just no way it doesn't take off uh, or continue to take off. I just I, I'm more, I'm wondering about continued support. You know, I imagine this is a kind of game that will get like big events. Like oh, if you play this weekend, you know, you can use whatever special Pokemon. Like like that's mm -hmm. definitely going to happen. Um, yeah, the game hasn't been out that long, and it already had its first DLC today, being Gardevoir. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's like I, I can imagine that's that that kind of stuff is going to keep happening. Obviously, they've got a great big roster of Pokemon to work through, and more in the future. So I, I I can't imagine that we won't see lots and lots of Pokemon on this thing. I think it is interesting that there's not really the 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 catch 'em all aspect, uh, or at least is not as prominent. You know. Uh, yeah, I'd say of... so. I mean, you, you know, you're collecting all these different characters, and that's really the gotta catch 'em all aspect to it. I mean, Pokemon right. hasn't always been just about catching the Pokemon as well. It's about training them and about fighting with them. It really makes me think more about the, the combat and battle-focused Pokemon games like Pokemon Stadium that you had on the N64. So it seems to be pivoting itself more towards that side of the spectrum than the perhaps the Pokemon Go side where it's all just about catching monsters and that's it. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's a little, a little bit different. So yeah, uh, yeah, Pokemon Pokemon Unite. It's good. Mark any any other any other things that you like or, or don't like about this game. Obviously, check out his his full review over on the site. Again, it is very meaty, and he goes very in depth on a lot of the mechanics of this game and what makes it. Uh, kind of a unique experience in the mobile world, but is there anything else you want to kind of wrap it up with? My big takeaway is do not pay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, try not to get caught up in the yeah. credit card just going ham on this game. It's really... They need to adjust some stuff in this yeah. game, and I think you should show it with your wallet, which I doubt it'll get changed. I hope it will. They put out a survey this morning that was asking players what they didn't like. And one of the things I noticed they mentioned in it was the Zapdos problem I mentioned earlier. So it seems they are paying attention to what fans are complaining about, which is good. So I think this game is going to be the one to thrive in the future, like Pokemon Cafe Mix and Pokemon Go. But um, I'm, I'm hoping it'll do well because this game can easily just... Go well, off I, I guess uh, not to not to spin up an entire other new conversation, but I guess it goes back to that Super Mario Run thing of like, if this game was nine ninety nine, would you buy it? That is true. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, right now it's free to play. It's got monetization aspects that are like you know no equivocation here, undoubtedly predatory, like a hundred percent, especially to like. You know, to maybe to younger players who don't have as much experience with this kind of thing, it's like, yeah, those the way they are letting players get items or cosmetics or what have you. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's literally it. three currencies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's 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 gonna trick somebody into giving them extra money. So, like, if there was just like a paid, you know, a flat, you know, you paid fifteen bucks, you you get this game. There's some DLC packs down the line. It's like, is that is is that something that you wish they had done instead? You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I, I, I'm asking. I'm, I'm genuinely asking. Like, I, I have no idea, like, what what the answer is. You know, honestly, if I had access to everything in this game and progression was like actual progression, I would say I'd pay five to ten dollars for this game. I think it'd be well worth it. Yeah, that's fair. Like, again, I've only played a couple minutes of it, but uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm I think I'm on the same page as you, Mark. It's like I I would much rather just like pay a flat fee and be like great now i have this game rather than being like okay what's the how do i spend how much money do i have to spend to to be competitive like i would much rather just play a flat uh you know some kind of a mm-hmm. flat rate yeah um because yeah that does suck to, to to get to a certain point especially in like an online kind of game and then realize like oh somebody else has spent the money or or grinded for 500 hours and now I'm now I'm not being able to play on the same level, you know? That's that's never Well, even one. I think like when you say grind 500 hours, I think that is honestly okay because it's well earned for that matter, but like there are some people who already dropped $100 on this game and they're at the top. They're undefeatable because of the power-ups they're able to gain from maximizing their held items. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, I guess <laughs> not to again not to like end it on a on a weird note or anything. I just I, it it is worth talking about. Like as mm-hmm. I think I think I agree with you, Mark. Like if you can play this game and you're enjoying it, like do your best not to pour your life savings into it. Try not to get tricked. You know that's what it comes <laughs> that's what it comes down to. It's like know what you're paying for if you you know if you can. So yeah, uh, check out Mark's review. It's uh, again very in depth, very very great rundown of of what makes this game great. So uh, that's over on Goombastomp. We're gonna take one more quick break. We'll come back with an indie spotlight. For you. 
question for both of you. What is the hardest game you have ever played? Hmm. The first hour of Bloodborne? Yeah, okay, absolutely. What is the hardest game I've played? That is a great question. Yeah, um, if, you, if you don't have an answer. One I had a lot of trouble yeah. on was, um, I'm not good at these types of games, but Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. So kind of that, like, third-person hacking. Action. Yeah, the third slash. person. Yeah, with the boss yeah, battles, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I yeah. just always get stuck on those. Oh yeah, well, I had yeah. a lot of trouble when I started playing DMC three for the first time as well. So I know you're paying there. So, so uh, here's what I'll say. I think the both of you would have a lot of trouble with Eldest Souls, <laughs> which is the indie game that I just played last week and wrote a review for the website. Eldest Souls is a is is a boss rush game. So it is just boss after boss after boss um there's no there there is exploration there's limited exploration there's a world to explore and find items in but it's not like you're battling it's not like a zelda game where you're battling through a dungeon and defeating enemies and solving puzzles and then you fight a boss it's like nope you go into arena you fight a huge boss you beat that boss you move on to the next one it's extraordinarily difficult um very fun incredibly rewarding I, I i it's one of those games where i started playing it and i was like oh boy i don't know if i can i don't know if i can beat this game in time for review you know like have you guys had the experience where, where you've been you've been asked to, to play or complete a game and then it's just it's just too difficult to get through has that happened to you guys yet i mean every time i review an rpg that exact situation happens Same, yeah. <laughs> either with time yeah. or with difficulty or a lovely combination of both sure mm-hmm. yeah i think that's i think that's fair for, for me i had that experience uh with returnal uh for uh, up until like up until like the night before i was like oh geez i don't know if i can beat this game but then something clicked for me so i had a similar experience with this game where uh brett was able to procure a code for from for me from last week so I started playing it over the weekend, and I played the two... The, there's, like, a tutorial boss. There's, like, one or two that's, like, okay, here's kind of the basic mechanics. And then it just kind of throws you in. And I was like, I, I don't... Oh, boy, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. And then it was one of those situations where I slept on it, came back the next day, and basically, like, one-shotted two bosses in a row. You know? It's it's, it's one, of those, one of those situations where... You know, you, you play for an hour, you play for two hours, you get frustrated, you put it down, and then you come back the next day, and, and it's just like it's like seeing the Matrix. You can just instantly mm-hmm. execute what you're trying to do. You know, it, it, which is an I don't know an incredible feeling. It makes you feel very godlike, uh, and and this game is all about kind of capturing that capturing that the the feeling of satisfaction that comes from overcoming a huge challenge. One thing that's very cool about it. So Campbell, I know we've talked a lot, a little bit about Hyperlight Drifter. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very Hyperlight Drifter vibes from this game, especially in terms of the boss design. It's like these huge bosses with these screen-filling attacks. It's all about, it's all about like closing distance, getting melee strikes in, and then da- dodging or dashing away at the last possible moment to kind of maximize, uh, you know, maximize that that uh what am i trying to say i'm using the word maximize because i had a specific word in mind and now it's it's just it's escaped me but the point is very melee focused combat uh, obviously in hyperlight you have a gun to, to also contend with so this game there's 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 less of that but it's all about 
getting in with the sword, doing a bunch of slashes, and then darting away. Or in a lot of cases, dart- darting through. Like, this game mm. has a has a dash mechanic where you, you get you have like a stamina bar, kind of like your Dark Souls, kind of like your Bloodborne's, that, that style of game. You have a stamina bar that you're kind of managing throughout combat. But in this game... If you if you dodge through an attack, like an attack that would normally hit you, but you manage to press the dodge button at the last possible second, you'll like regain a ton of stamina. So it, it actually behooves the player to to dodge towards danger. Because if you're able to dodge it, not only will you become invincible and dodge through the attack, you'll regain a ton of stamina. So it's like it's this huge like risk reward thing, and that's happening all the time. It's like super intense. Um one other thing that's really cool is, so you have like your your basics, you know, uh, slash, which is like I think it's um, I think it's square, or not square, whatever the equivalent of square is on the Switch. Like I actually played this game on Switch. I can't remember what that button is. Um, maybe it's X, like wherever wherever that button is. So that's like your basic attack is tapping that, but you can also charge it up. And if you if you manage to land a charged attack on a boss, not only does it do extra damage, but it, it gives you a buff. And that buff lets you do, like, a life leech kind of thing. So, like, every swing of your sword, you're regaining health. So rather than, like, managing potions or or using, like, a magic spell to heal yourself, the way you heal is you, you land a charge attack, you gain this bloodthirst buff, and you just keep hacking away, and it'll refill your, refill your health bar. Again, super risky, because, again, you got to close that distance. you got to get that melee strikes in. But it feels incredibly good to to hit him with that charge attack regain a ton of health dodge away do it all over again over and over and over again it's like incredibly intense um it's really fun i i don't know how far i'm gonna go into like the new game plus aspect of it which only makes the game harder and harder and harder like after you beat after you beat the game once you unlock this this new game plus thing and uh, all that does is give the bosses more more attacks, different attacks, changes up the patterns, because so much of this game is is kind of memorizing um, attack patterns and and learning how to to get your attacks in while you're dodging other attacks. So I, I don't know how much uh, <laughs> I don't know how much I'm gonna like master this game and 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 power through the new game plus, but I've super enjoyed what I've been playing of it so far, and I, I think the I think the best way to to kind of sell this game to people is there's a story trailer of it on YouTube. And the story trailer, it's like a, it's like 2 minutes long. It's literally the um the opening of this game. It's like the the opening crawl of this game. Incredible music, very beautiful, and then it kind of gives you a sense of the story you're dealing with. The story is surprisingly dark, very intense. It's all about like old gods uh you know keeping humanity under their thumb humanity rebelling and killing all the gods and then the gods retaliating about that so it's like very intense kind of cosmic battle situation and uh i don't know it's 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 been good i've been really enjoying it have you have either of you guys 
played any other type of boss rush game like this. You messed around with Fury or like Titan Souls or or even I don't know on the PlayStation Shadow of the Colossus. Any any games kind of like that? Those are the three exact games that were coming to mind as you were describing this. Mm. So yeah, I love Fury. <laughs> I have Titan Souls. I played it a little bit, never really finished it. Shadow of the Colossus is probably sounds like the opposite spectrum of this game where it's all about the majesty and the story and less about the actual mechanics because the mechanics aren't that great but we can get into that a different time <laughs> that, that's on our place that's on our playstation podcast which mm-hmm. is uh it's gonna happen which guys. we definitely have yes it's definitely happening yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah so it's yeah I, I would say it's uh it's not a one-to-one comparison certainly i, I would say out of out of those out of these three games it's kind of like the it's kind of like the aesthetic of titan souls so it's kind of that 16-bit pixelated style the the intensity of fury you know uh but kind of the melancholy of of shadow of the colossus there's kind of this sense mm. of like obviously shadow is is very much its own thing but there, there's a sense of of loss of sadness kind of pervading everything that you do even though you're you're kind of hyper fixated on this very intense kinetic combat there's still kind of a sense of oh what happened here like what's what's going on in the world um i i part of me wishes there was a little more a little more level exploration like it's pretty much just like a a series of arenas back to back but there is a there's a tiniest bit of non-linearity in here so it's not like the bosses there. There's ten, about ten bosses in the game, and they're not strung up in a row. You can kind of approach them however you like. The first, I think, the first two to four you have to fight in a certain order, but then after that it kind of opens up, and you can fight the remaining six or whatever it is um, in any in any way that you choose. So if you're having trouble on one boss, you can bounce over to a different boss. But uh, I wish there was a little bit more of like a sense of exploration. There, there's a moment early on where where you, you defeat the very first... It's like the tutorial boss. You defeat the very first boss of the game. Or maybe it's the second one. And it gives you a shard. It gives you like a like a like basically a soul, a boss soul. And you can take that soul and infuse it into your character and it becomes like a, a, an action. It becomes a move. And I wish there was a little bit more of that. Because uh, what that does for this specific boss, it gives you a move. It's kind of like a hook shot. It gives you like a like a like a they call it the dark grasp or something like that, and it lets you like like latch onto stuff and pull yourself towards that thing. So it's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you could use this to explore the world a little bit more? But it's like, eh, it doesn't really come up as much. Or you find like, you know, you find like the the ice shard or whatever. It's like, what if you could use the ice shard to? you know, douse flames or something like that. So there's not really anything like that in the game, and I kind of wish there was. But that said, the the people, the developers behind this, behind Eldest Souls, I think it's just two guys. Um, maybe maybe a little bit more, but it's a very, 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 very tiny team. It's like two, it's like two dudes and a composer making up this team. So it, I'm not shocked that there's not... You know, they they chose to focus on a couple of things, and I think they do those things very very well. So I like like mad props to them. Uh, the, the studio's Fallen Flag. This is their first game, Fallen Flag Studio. So I like like good for them for making a really really intense game, and it's gonna be one of those games. I I hope that really blows up for for streamers and speedrunners. You know, like like I would love to see really high level 
play of this game just to see what people come up with because there's there's different you can experiment with different builds you can you can choose where to infuse your shards so if you want to have like you know if you want to have like a like a a build that's all about dealing as much damage as possible very quickly like you can do that if you want to have a build that's all about like doing counters you can do that it's like there's some pretty cool stuff that's that's uh, kind of just under the surface there so i i would love to see very high level of this play of this game in like a i don't know maybe like an adgq or something like that down the line that would be really 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 neat i think but that said it's definitely not for the faint of heart it's very difficult i I don't know that I can recommend it for anybody who's like. There's no easy mode, is what I'm trying to say. There's there's very very little in the way of accessibility options. It's like nope. This is and to to their credit, the the developers are are drawing from a a specific type of inspiration. They they said, I think it's on their website. Like they're pretty unequivocal about like yeah, we we chose the title Eldest Souls. Like we we are inspired by souls like difficulty. Like we want it to be hard and difficult and punishing, but also very satisfactory when you finally overcome it. So it's, you know, I, I can't fault them for sticking to the their uh you know, their their design plan. So so props to them, I guess. But if you if that's not a thing that appeals to you, if you don't like doing the same thing over and over and over again, until you finally break through, then I, I would say stay away because it's it's very much that kind of thing. Like you have to just get good or fail. <laughs> that's that's kind of the options with Eldest Souls. Um, that said, I very much enjoyed it. I uh, I do recommend it if you if you are into that kind of thing. And uh, I've got a review up on the site that will be up by the time you're listening to this podcast. It will be available to to read and i also was uh, fortunate enough to interview the composer uh sergio ranchetti um as well and he had some really cool things to say about his inspirations for for scoring this game the soundtrack is really really good there's there's no music at all except when you're in a boss fight and each boss theme is really intense very very drum forward very like it really feels like you're getting hyped up which i think is is what you have to do in this kind of a game so so yeah, that's Eldest Souls. Do you guys have any any questions or comments about uh, about this this game I played on Switch? Looks good. <laughs> it looks good. Yeah, if you haven't seen any screenshots, look up a screenshot. It looks really cool. Um, very much a very much a, an isometric type of action game with a really cool 16-bit pixelated art style. It's really 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 neat. It looks cool, and it sounds even cooler based on what you were describing there. I'm a sucker for anything that takes any sort of inspiration from Hyperlight Drifter or similar style games. So yeah. it might be fun to check out. I don't know if I'll handle the brutality or not, but it could be interesting yeah, to really experiment with. It's interesting. I I ah boy, it's interesting to compare it to Hyperlight. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Hyperlight like like fully half of that game is exploring and finding secrets. Mm-hmm. And that part of Hyperlight Drifter is unparalleled. Like I love the movement options in that game. I love I loved finding the secrets. This game does not have that. Um so when I when I say I'm comparing it to Hyperlight Drifter, I'm specifically referring to the boss fights because the boss fights right. of that game are really intense and really tough. So if you if you liked the combat in Hyperlight Drifter, you you might find something to latch onto here, but it is a little bit different. I would maybe Campbell maybe watch a little gameplay before you before you before you'd make the plunge. Um, but it does uh, it does share a little bit of that in common with Hyperlight Drifter, I think. And that is meant as no you know that is meant with with the utmost respect for the Eldest Souls uh, guys. I, I don't think they're 
I don't think they're like stealing from anybody. I think they're very much have made their own thing and, and done it very well. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm just going to compare it to this other game. Like, I'm, I just mean that in, in the nicest possible way, you know? Oh, of course. Well, I mean, it's only natural to compare something in one medium to other things yeah. in that same medium. You know, comparing a movie to other movies, songs to other songs, games to other games, especially when it's so clear in its inspirations with them naming the game Eldest Souls. So, um, exactly. Nothing yes. wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. So yeah, so that's that's uh that's Eldest Souls. Um, I've enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, props to Fallen Flag Studio for making their making and releasing their very first game, and I, I hope it's a hit because it's uh it's super good. So we're gonna wrap it up here. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your host Cameron Daxon. You can find some of my writing over on Goomba Stomp. Of course, the latest game that I just talked about, Eldest Souls. There was a review up on the site by the time you hear this, and a interview with the composer. Uh, as well, which we we love doing interviews, especially with indie uh, indie groups. So make sure you read that and give it a little love. I'm also on Twitter, where you can read, I don't know, you can see pictures of my cat and occasional video game tweets. I'm at Action Daxon. That's Daxon with an X. Mark, where can people find you on the internet? Find me at the Markel, and that of course is Mark with a C and Cat with a K. And right now on Goomba Stomp, you can find my review for Pokemon Unite. I also have another Pokemon piece about the manga, the first seven volumes, and I'll have another piece up soon that I cannot talk about, but Ooh, you'll find intrigued. out what it is soon. I guess we'll talk about that next week. Uh, Campbell, where can people find you on the internet? I have a bunch of articles about games that I can talk about coming out on GoombaStomp.com in the near future. I currently have a Skyward Sword HD review, as well as an indie game spotlight that went up this weekend, and I have quite a few other articles about Zelda in general and Skyward Sword that should be out in the very near future as well. And if you want to keep up with me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at CampbellSGill, uppercase CSG, very important capitalization. And if you want to join my professional network, please check me out on LinkedIn. I just hit 200 followers. I'm really excited about that so yeah hit me up that's very good mm-hmm. and of course uh N express we are also on twitter we are at N express nintendo and we are on youtube and the podcast platform of your choice as well N express nintendo podcast so make sure you follow subscribe like comment review all those things that help us get more engagement and therefore more listeners and therefore can you know continue to keep making the show which we love doing thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time <laughs>